Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Welcome to Wednesday night. Always an incredible night to be in the house of God. Thank you, worship team, for doing such an incredible job today. Let's give it up for our worship team. Why don't we all just put our hands to heaven? Just want to start off in prayer. Thank you, Heavenly, God, Heavenly Father, for what you're doing right now in this place, God. That you're preparing our hearts and our mind to receive from heaven today. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do, God. You can do the miraculous, God. And I just pray for your miracle-working power in this place tonight, God. That whatever it is, Lord, you want to do, let it be done according to your will, God, in your power, in your might. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, all right. You guys excited? Expect it? I know I'm expecting. Thank you guys. You guys are dismissed. See you guys in a little bit, worship team. You guys may sit down. 2024, the year of more. Before I get started, though, I got an announcement. Very important since we're, Lori and I are the youth pastors here. Sunday. High school services will be at Balboa going forward. I just want to make sure you guys know that we'll be at Balboa moving forward until our building is done. I want to make sure you guys know that. But yeah, 2023, I would say, was an incredible year. It was a, a word for, for the beginning of the year uh, was excellence. It was excellence. And um, what I love about our church is that every time a new year starts, um, we get to have a vision Sunday where we talk about what are the things that we want to see God do in our life that's just miraculous. What are the things you're believing for? Um, and, and to be honest, up until I came into this church, I really didn't have that kind of mindset. I didn't, you know, take time out of the beginning of the year to really think about what I wanted to see God do in my life. The only other time I could really think about ever doing that was when I started dating Lori because she had some requirements for me. I had to have, you know, buy a house. There was, you know, the career. So there was things that she kind of pushed me to believe for. And, and yeah, God showed up and, you know, here we are, 10, married almost 10 years now. It's been an incredible journey. But, yeah, so that's, there we go. So, yeah, so that's what I love about our church. We get to take time to write down um, just our vision for the year. And for those of you that don't know what we do is we get actually a card and we write down different things that we want to see God do in our lives. And then we put people that we want to see, you know, come to, to Christ uh, in the year. And, you know, recently I went and I looked back at my card and I felt like the, the Holy Spirit said, go look at what you wrote down. And, and he led me to it. And I seen that, like, most of the stuff I wrote down, like, happened. And some of the things that happened, it didn't quite happen in the way that I pictured it. It was like, you know, I expected it to be a certain way, but then God did it in a different way, which is incredible. You know, Lori asked me, she's like, because I just mentioned that my word was excellent. She said, well, was it really excellent? <laughs> was it really excellent? 
And I felt the Holy Spirit reveal to me that this, it wasn't the excellence in the finished product. It was the excellence that was done in the process of that God was shaping us and, and, and building us and, and sharpening us throughout our journey of last year. So it was an excellent year. God did excellent things in our life. And standing here before you guys today, I can honestly say 20 years ago when I was a teenager, I would never have imagined my life being where it's at today. Like, I don't come from a line of pastors. I don't come from a line of, of law enforcement or anything of, of that nature. And it's like God led me to this journey in life where I did a lot of firsts. And it was because of him and what he was doing in my life. See, the Bible says that he prepares the works in advance for us. See, God had ordered my steps. And my, my job as, as being a son was to be obedient and trust and put my faith in God and walk this life out by faith. What's vision without faith? What's vision without faith? You know, one of those things that I wrote down on my car, too, for last year was that I wanted to see 100, 100 students at Faith Club give their life to Jesus. And we saw that happen last year. we 100 decisions for Christ, which was incredible, which was incredible to be part of such an incredible movement of uh, of just what God is doing on public schools with some of you leaders, some of you students, has been an incredible journey of 2023. And, um, you know, when I was preparing for this message, this scripture really stood out to me. It was the one that really prompted uh, for what I'm going to be speaking about today. And it's 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. And it says this, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away Yet inwardly, we are renewed day by day. What does that mean? That means I'm not getting any younger. And every day that passes, if I don't work out, you know, I'm going to start gaining pounds. And I've seen that happen for the last three years, which has been a challenge. I tell you, once you have kids, it's a whole different ball game. But inwardly, God is doing something in us every day. He's renewing us day by day. God is working uh, in our lives through our spirit. And then it says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So no matter what you go through in this life, there is the glory of God on your life that will be revealed when it's all said and done. All your troubles that you face cannot outweigh the glory of God on your life. Doesn't matter what you go through. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but is what is unseen is eternal. See, God wants us to fix our eyes on what is unseen. What is that? That's eternity, what is unseen. The supernatural, spiritual realm of the things that we cannot see with our physical eyes. He wants us to focus on those things. But when it comes to writing our vision down for our life, do we see it in that way? Do we see it with that kind of perspective of, hey, I'm going to write down, you know, I want to see God, you know, bless us with the home or, or, or with the car or a promotion and work. But why? Is eternity attached to those dreams, to those visions that God has for you? Because if it's not, then, it, then, then it's nothing. Because one day we will all pass away. 
But what echoes through eternity is what you do for the kingdom of God. That will echo for eternity. So you have to attach your vision to eternal purpose. And you do that by living a life focused on the unseen, on the eternal. So the title of my message today is See the Unseen. See the Unseen. Pastor Mike preached an incredible message towards the end of last year. It's one of my favorite messages of the year, which talked about order. It talked about order. And when you think about order, the order is, right, our devotion to God is God first. Then it's marriage. Then it's your children. Then it's work. You know, then it's ministry. Then it's the church. And I got to thinking is that when it comes to doing my vision every year, a lot of what I put on that card is pretty much centered around those things. You know, I'm writing things, believing things for, for marriage. And, and last year was we wanted to be more intentional on date nights. So we started to do that. And, and it didn't quite, you know, you know, we wanted to do it like every week or, you know, it, it didn't quite work that way. But we made ground. And we were intentional in our marriage. And it's something we never really did before, especially after having kids. It became a lot harder. But last year, we started going on dates, and it was incredible for our marriage. You know, that's one thing. But then I noticed, like, even in, like, work, what am I believing for at work? What do I want to see God do in my work life or in my children's life? So order, it got me to thinking, okay, this is what I put on my vision card every year. It has to do with all these things here. And the first pretty much point I want to talk about is, the unseen in marriage and family. The unseen in marriage and family. Are our eyes fixed on the unseen when it comes to our marriage and our family? See, if we don't get this right, then you'll find a lot of tension, a lot of strife, a lot of dysfunction, which will try to enter in and disrupt our marriages, our family life. But what is the purpose of marriage? Why would God institute marriage, right? We go back to the garden and he said it's not good for man to be alone. So he, he made Eve, right? Two are better than one. And God uh, instituted marriage between a man and a woman so that they could do life together, right? But it's for a purpose. See, marriage is a reflection of Christ and the church. The church is the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. And what marriage does, it, it's, it's God's tool for sharpening us. It's God's tool for sharpening us. See, if I wasn't married, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. The Lord ha has really developed me in character. If you know what I'm talking about, being a married person, you know that your spouse knows everything, knows the right things to tell you, knows, knows you know, just what to say. But it sharpens you. It makes you a better, it's made me a better man. See, but one thing I know is this, is that when it comes to, to marriage and getting to heaven, is that I know my wife won't ask me to do the dishes. She won't ask me to take the trash out. You know, we're not going to be concerned with those type of things. But I tell you what, that God has been doing incredible things in our life and in our marriage and, and in our family. And I want to take you guys to Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. And it says this, two 
are better than one because they have a more satisfying return for their labor. Two is better than one. I realize that in, in, in work, in, in my, as a law enforcement officer, I've seen that it's a lot better to work with a partner than it is to work alone. I've seen that we're able to get a lot more done quicker, um, and it's been, it's been pretty nice. I had a partner for over four years, and the cool thing about this partner was that anytime we got into something, whether it be a pursuit or a, a, a chase and I'm running down alleys, is he was way faster than me. <laughs> so out of like, there was like 20 foot pursuits and chases that we had as our time, and he caught every single person. So it was, it was nice because it's like my, my strengths were different from his strengths, but we complimented each other, and we did an incredible job together. <laughs> you know? It, and it says, for if either of them falls, then one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and doesn't have an, another to lift him up. Again, if two tied down lie down together, then, keep, then they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And then one can overpower him who is alone, but two can re resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know, a lot of times when we think about this scripture, we use it a lot of time in the context of marriage or at weddings. We talk about the three-stranded cord. And in, ref in referencing the three-stranded cord, we talk about, you know, that being the husband, the wife, and then God being that, that third strand. And, but really, you can, if you think about this, you can apply this to any relationship in your life. You know, are you a two-stranded cord or do you include God in that strand? You know, because I am a husband, but I'm also a father. I'm a father, but I'm also a brother. I'm a son. I'm a friend. Do I include that idea, that, that, that the idea of the three-stranded cord in all my relationships, in how I behave and how I conduct myself with all those people that know me? The three-stranded cord is not easily broken. God did not create you to be alone and do life alone. If you find yourself in that place, I want to tell you it's a lie. That's why it's important to be in a house of God where there's community and people that want to do life with you and get to know you. Because this is where you make friends, you find a family, and it's incredible to be part of this community because this is where we found our family. And it's been um, just an incredible journey of, of growing together with you guys. Um, but, yeah, that three-stranded cord. So the purpose, right, you think about the purpose in relationships. If it doesn't bring God glory, if it doesn't do anything for the kingdom of God, then what's the purpose in that relationship? What's the purpose in that relationship? Three years ago, I, I am, um, it was coming up on a merge. I had already been to two emerges, and those two emerges, I, I pretty much went by myself. Uh, you know, I met with just like friends here, and it was incredible. But after that second one, going on to the third one, I was like, I need to like get, I need to get family here. I need to invite some people. And that year, I ended up buying a ticket for my brother. And at the time, my brother was like, he, he had, he, you know, he, he wasn't living like a terrible life or anything like that. Um, but he wasn't coming, he wasn't coming to church. And I knew he knew God, but he was like 20 years removed from really getting planted in the house of God. And I, I bought that ticket and I invited him. And 
he had the most incredible time that year where God literally transformed his life. Like he got touched by God and, and, and you know, I see my brother cry and I didn't, I've never see, I rarely ever seen that in my life. And to see what God did in him during that emerge was incredible because he brought his wife, his kids, and they've been coming to this church ever since that time. But what I didn't know in the unseen was this. I didn't know that my brother at the time was battling if he was even going to, if he believed in God. He was in, the, in a place in his life where he, he was almost just going to give it all up. He said, I don't know if I believe in this God that I was taught about when I was younger. But literally an invitation, including God in my relationship with my brother, bringing that third-stranded cord literally is what left the, what pulled him to be in a place where he is now, now where he's serving God and all his, his children are here. You know, it's, it's been incredible. But are we doing that with our, in our marriages, with our family, with our children? You know, one of the other things I put down on my card last year was that I wanted my son Luke, who's about three and a half now, but to, to pray the word of God, to put scripture and begin to, to pray scripture. And it's something that my mom would do with me when I was little. Every time I would go to sleep, and uh, before going to bed, she would pray with me, and, and she would have me repeat, every, like, her prayers. Um, but she never really included, like, scripture that I remember, but it was just, it was good to establish that habit in my life. But something I wanted to do for my son was that, hey, I, I want to put the word of God in his mouth. I know if I could, you know, get him to say it, that it's going to land in his heart. And what I seen was, was this, as I began to pray with him and, and teaching them, because we are called to train up our children in the way that they should go, right, so that they never depart. If, the, if, if our children are departing from the house of God, it's because our training is off as parents. It, it's, the, it's the truth because it's a, it's a promise from the word of God. If he says they'll never depart, it's because we trained them up in, in his word. Not from a religious legalistic perspective, but of understanding sonship and being a daughter in the house of God. And that God loves you and his grace is sufficient for you. So what I learned is that that, that was something else that came to pass on, on my vision card was that my son, you know, began to pray like scripture. Little by little, he's starting to quote scripture. When he gets hurt, we always pray with him. We say, come on, look, what do you do when you get hurt? Let's pray. And he says, you know, by, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And now he's saying it, you know. So it's that, including that, that cord, that third-stranded third cord in my relationship with my son and how I teach him and how I raise him. We have to see the unseen. We have to see what is going on in the supernatural. What has eternal purpose in our life when it comes to our family, our marriage, our children, our friendships, it matters to God. It matters to God. My second point is this. It's the unseen and work in business. You know, if you filled out a vision card, I'm sure most of everyone here probably put something related to a business or finances or work. And I know I did, and, and we're going to go into Colossians 3.23, that's going to help us set up for this, what I want to talk about. But it says this, it says, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort 
as something done for the Lord, not for men. Knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord, not from men, that you will receive an inheritance, which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ whom you actually serve, for he who does wrong will be punished for his wrongdoing. And with God, there is no partiality, no special treatment based on person's position in life. You know, that's where we, we understand that God is a, a he, he's, he's a respecter of his own principles, right? There's no partiality. He's a, he's a God of his word that he watches over his word to perform it. That as he speaks his word, that it doesn't return void. It accomplishes everything it is set out to do. He's a God of his word. And because he's a God of his word, then we should be a people of his word. How does his word apply to our life when it comes to what we do to make money and earn money? You know, there is a purpose of, uh, of our finances coming, as Tyler mentioned in, in his tithe message, but to, to get your finances to have purpose by tithing and offering and vision builders. Because God does miraculous things when you choose to put your faith in him when it comes to giving and finances. But that's part of it. But what about how we are at work and with our coworkers? You know, how... When we go to work, do people know that we're believers? Do they know us by our fruit? Do they know us by our fruit? It's last year was probably the most incredible year, I would say, when it comes to my workplace and God, seeing God move. And, and it really kind of started from a place of that, that wasn't so nice, I guess, or, or so happy because it kind of came after a failure that I had with a test, a test uh, of promotion, of rank. And this was like the end of 2022. Uh, our testing, the way it works is that it comes around every two years. You get a test to be, you know, a, a sergeant, a detective, a lieutenant, and move up the ranks. But it only comes around every two years. And I finally got to a place in my career where I was like, okay, I, it's time to promote. And what, what a, a lot of times they do is they move you into a position which is called acting, an acting position. You know, you get paid the, the money as, as a detective. You know, you get the same ex, like, type of experience. And that's what happened to me. I got moved into a position, and I was working that position for over a year and a half. But when the test came, I mean, guys, this is the worst test ever that I ever test. It's so dry. There's like there's so many policies and procedures and things you got to remember. It's pretty ridiculous. It consumes so much of your life. And, you know, I, I was studying and preparing for it. Um, but when it came down to it, I missed the, pass, the passing score. It was like 75. You had to score a 75 out of 100. And I missed it by like three points. And it was such a, like, horrible feeling because I was like, man, I just spent all this time. Like, I felt like it was a waste, and I fell short. And I remember during this time, one of the, the, my superiors, my lieutenant, who was helping me out during this process, he was putting on trainings for us to, to, to help teach us and study guides and, and all that. He's a believer. And when I told him I didn't pass, LT, he, he sends me an email. And he says, you know what? God knows why. You know, your life is in his hands. He knows the purpose you have, he has for your life. And just trust him. And I did, and, and literally I just read that email like a week ago, and it, and it hit me to see, like, man, from about a year and a half ago where I was in that point, place, like, I understood why that happened and the journey that God took me through that time. 
See, right after I failed that test, I ended up getting moved into a different position. And it was in the, to work with juveniles. And it was a uniform position where I would go to, to the schools and they would do the, the safety patrol thing. And I would, you know, interact with admin at schools. And it was something that, that I never see myself doing, to be honest, in my career. It was not lucrative or, or, or prestigious at all. But I knew moving into that would be beneficial for my personal life, for, for our family. So I, I said yes. But the awesome thing that happened was I was only in that spot for a month. And then I got moved into another detective assignment. And this was to work juvenile crimes. And that's the assignment I'm still in today. But the awesome thing is was I got to pretty much stay in my same position. And we got a new, new leadership in our command. And, and our, our captain ended up opening up prayer in our station. She was a believer. Yes, it's incredible prayer at work. So I got to be part of that. As soon as she, she, she said, hey, we're going to have prayer in this, in this room every Tuesday, I'm like, I'm there. And as I've been part of this, I've pretty much been like my captain's like right-hand person. When she can't make it, she's like, hey, can you lead prayer? Can you do that? And, and gladly, but what I've seen God do is incredible things in, in the unseen where nobody sees us in that room. I've seen tears fall down from my coworkers' eyes. I seen a, a baby that was uh, born from one of our officers at 23 weeks, like a very, very small, little chance to survive. We prayed for that baby, and that baby, you know, grew and was healthy. We've seen marriages get restored in my coworkers' lives. We've prayed, and, and, and it's been powerful. Like the presence of God has fallen in that room in an incredible way, and to think like, well, what if I did pass? What would I have happened? I could have got shipped out somewhere else. And it's like God knew exactly where I needed to be. Because during this process, I've actually, yes, he knows. He knows. He knows. And it's literally led me to build connections out of this prayer group with my coworkers where I've pretty much become like a pastor to them and their life and getting to pray with them and journey. And that had never happened in my career and now I've seen coworkers come to this church, come to events, start getting plugged in. And a lot of it is due because of this prayer group and the fact that I got to be part of it. So God knows what he's doing. Don't be discouraged. I don't know where you're at in life and work. You know, it may not be what, what, what you see for your life at, at this time. But I can tell you this is that God has his future, your future in his hands. And he has plans for you in that job. I don't know what you're dealing with, but trust and believe things will get better. I guarantee it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the last thing I want to talk about is the unseen in ministry. The unseen and ministry. Over six and a half years ago, Lori and I stepped into this church, and it was something we've never experienced before. Pretty much growing up in the church, it was incredible, different culture, and it literally changed our life. It, it, it gave us community that we were looking for, other couples that could relate to, and we had just came out uh, of pretty much coming out of the rough early years in marriage. So it was awesome to be able to connect with people here at this church who could help speak into our lives as being married more years than us and, and, and you know, that we could just do life with. And, and it was awesome. 
I would say that was one of the greatest things was stepping into this church, but also one of the greatest things was actually saying yes to serving. You know, Lori and I started serving in, in kids' church, and it was incredible. At first, we started off, you know, not serving together, and um, we quickly learned that serving together is, is far greater than serving separately as a married couple. And this was like Lori's lane. This was like, this was her bread and butter, like kids and, and you know, she was, you know, YMCA counselor. She knows all the, the songs and stuff that the kids are just like glued to her. The, you know, the great big moose, whatever song, like to drink a lot of juice. But the kids love that. They love like the little sayings and stuff. So, so it was cool to see her um, like lead in the classroom and and then God, you know, obviously developed in me uh, during this time and, and built me up as a leader. Um, and we did that for like two years. We served here at our four and five-year-olds, which was incredible. And a lot of them are a lot older now and on the verge of, you know, coming into youth ministry. So we're excited about that. But in that time, that was easy for us. It was just us two. And, and, and here, don't get me wrong, there, there's, I feel like God is calling some of you, you guys have been dating the church for a while, but God is calling you this year to really get plugged in and to start serving, getting involved in the ministries here at this church, because I guarantee you, it will change your life. I speak here from a position of my life being changed because I did these things. So I know that God would do it for you as well. So just give it a go, step into it. And I guarantee you, God will just blow your mind what he, have in, what he has in store for your family. So Lori and I jumped in, and, and I said it was, it was easy, but, you know, there was times that it was hard when we committed to coming every single week, you know, to serve. There were some mornings that were rougher than others, but we still showed up. And every time we showed up and served, it's like God would just shift our hearts. And we'll be full of joy, full of peace. And it's like everything, whatever was going on before, like, didn't matter anymore we were serving in the house of God. And then not long after we stepped into high school ministry, which has been the incredible, most incredible journey of my life. Uh, the last three and a half years, it's literally changed my life. And I could only say it's been the greatest years of my walk and journey with God. Galatians 6 through 9 through 10 says this, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Do not grow weary in doing good. You know, a lot of times in doing good, offense will come and try to take you out. Different things, fear will come and try to say, hey, don't do that. Don't step into that. You're not ready. But don't let these things sway you away from where God wants to take you. This life with God is a journey of faith in trusting God, fully surrendering. And there's always going to be a voice of discouragement that tries to get you off the right path. To sway you away from sowing good seeds and seeing the harvest that God promises to those who don't give up. I feel like somebody needs to hear that. Just don't give up. Don't give up. 
press into the price of the high mark of the high calling. God has something in store for each and every one of you, a harvest that would overflow in your life. You know, one thing I wrote in last year also on my card was that, you know, we wanted to see like our actual, like our team double, right? They say, you know, your te- your, the high school ministry will grow as much as your team grows. Why is that? Because the more people you have, the more people that are there to actually build relationships and disciple kids and do life with kids. So, of course, we want more people on our team. So if you want to join the high school ministry, call us after. But, yeah, quick plug. But this is what I've seen God do in this time of, like, believing, okay, God, I want to see our team double. But what I've seen was that God, over time, doubled leaders. What do I mean that by that? Is that the few that were there in the beginning, that maybe we had a couple of leaders there, well, those leaders ended up multiplying in their leadership and then others rose up and they became leaders. So it's literally like the ministry doubled in strength because of the people that were there building with us. And there's nothing that gives me greater joy being a youth pastor here is to see, you know, our leaders go to lunch with kids. You know, that I find out that they're, that they're doing life with our students, teaching them what it is to live a life in Christ. You know, discipleship, it doesn't have to be this this complicated idea. It's just literally you're teaching people how to live like Jesus. And you're doing that by the way you live, the way you live your life. It goes farther than anything you can say because they don't do as you say, they do as they see, as they see your life. They will want that for themselves. See the unseen. There's things that we couldn't see three and a half years ago in ministry that now we see now. And it's like, wow, God, your hand was upon that. Your hand was upon that. There was times where where it was tough to show up. But yet we still did. We didn't grow weary in doing good. We didn't give up. And now we're literally in the most incredible place in our marriage, in ministry. It's possible. It is possible, but you have to have the right mindset and the right focus. Because God wants to get us to start seeing the unseen. What has eternal purpose connected to it? If it's not attached to it, then disconnect from it. Disconnect from anything that would try to sway you away or discourage you from bringing eternal purpose into your relationships, your workplace, and in ministry. Can we all stand? What kind of life can you live when your focus is right in every area of your life? I talk about marriage, but what about those who aren't married, who put on their vision card, they want a spouse, a man of God, a woman of God. 
You may have gone through some things in life that have been discouraging and heartbreaking. But one thing I know is this, is that God doesn't have brokenness for you. He's a mender of your broken heart if you're willing to allow him into that area of your life. What does promotion look like for your life? Financially, at work, and in influence? Does it match God's purpose for your life? See, the Bible says that many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's God's will that prevails. Is that your prayer? That God's will will prevail in your life. What does it look like for those serving? You see, ministry is everywhere. Ministry is in your marriage, in your work, serving the house of God. What does it look like for you in this season. Some of you have allowed offense to, to stall you. Maybe unforgiveness has creeped in. God doesn't have that for you in 2024. Those things get you focused on what is seen. Those things get you focused on what is temporary. When you're hurt, your eyes get focused on your pain. When you're offended, your eyes get focused on the other person's issues and problems and offense. Those are the things that get us focused on what is temporary. Those things will pass away. But I don't want to live my life knowing that one day in heaven that God says, yeah, I have so much more in store for you. I had incredible plans for you, but you know that one time you, you let that get to you and that held you up. Right now, I'm gonna open the altars up and these are the things that I wanna pray for. Is that maybe your marriage isn't where you know it could be and where it should be, but you have a vision for it. It's time to get into unity. It's time to get into unity in all areas of your marriage. I wanna give you opportunity in a moment to respond to the altar if you feel like, you know what? I need to be aligned with the God vision for our marriage and for our family, for the way we parent our children. Things haven't been adding up. We haven't been quite seeing eye to eye, but today I wanna make a decision to get into a God alignment in family, in relationships. What are you believing for in your work place and business? Have you been held up in financially and contracts not going through? Today's a day of breakthrough in this place. If you're believing for breakthrough, if you would be willing to put your faith in a God that says, hey, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and my glory. freely gives. He's a father that freely gives. He gives good gifts to his children. And maybe there's some of you here today that are on the verge of like, hey, I just need a command. I need to start serving the house of God. I need to get planted. But fear has crept into your mind and you're, you're here today ready to let fear go, ready to let doubt go of, uh, of how
how am I going to do it? But I work these hours, but I do this, but I got this going on. I'm, I'm telling you, when you put the house of God first, God will do the miraculous in your life. I guarantee it because I've seen it. I've taken days off just to be in the house of God. If you would do the same thing, God would do the same for you in your life. How bad do you want it? I guarantee you something's gonna shift right now when you step up into this altar. I guarantee I speak from a place of faith, believing that God is able to do it in your life. Don't let fear silence you. Don't let the voice of the deceiver try to lie to you and say that you will always be bound. So if that's you today, I'm gonna have the ministry team step up to the front to pray for people. And if any of those areas of your life that I mentioned, you feel like God is speaking to you in, those mo in this moment, saying, yeah, there's things I believe for that I just haven't seen. But, you're, but what you've been seeing has been stuck on the temporary. I believe God's gonna shift your perspective tonight and get you to focus on what is eternal and what is on the supernatural realm and learning how to live by the Spirit of God. And maybe you're standing here today and you've never made that decision to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I wanna give you an opportunity to do that before we end the night. If you're not walking with God or maybe you were and you feel far from Him, He's calling you to him today. He can give you a life that is far greater than anything you can imagine. So if you're here today and you wanna receive Jesus Christ into your heart today and receive the life transforming life he has in store for you, on the count of three, I want you guys just to lift up your hands. One, two, three, just lift up your hand if that's you. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. All right, church, everyone just lift up their hands right now. Everyone lift up their hands. We're going to pray and close out. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for what you did tonight, God, that you're shifting the heart of your people towards you, God. I thank you, Lord, that tonight was a night of breakthrough, God, in many different areas of their life, God, in marriage, God, in, in work, God, in ministry, God, that what you did tonight, God, will be forever marked in their life as a day where everything changed, God. I thank you, Lord, as they go out, God, that they represent you as ambassadors of Christ, God, and that the way they live their life will bring you glory, God, that the heart of the Father is, in, is, is what they carry, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for what you're gonna do, Lord, through each and every one of these young men and women of God today, Lord. We thank you, we love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.